I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, in excess protect you from the old system where you broke your dog they know where you expect make way for the rebel empress yo militancy in excess protect you from the old system where you broke your dog they know where you expect take your top prancer circle your head like a salsa circle your head ballet dancer Prime me the kids are the chancellor Due to the lioness order Salute to the kings and the fathers They want them a real and protect them a dream Cause them looks are the queen of the answer The rebel them are advocate Rebel music are the side effect Revolution are the final step Black woman hold up your head and guide your line in Make queen for the rebel empress Militancy in excess Protect you from the old System where you broke your dog, then no way you expect. Make way for the rebel empress, yo. Militancy in excess. Protect you from the old system where you broke your dog, then no way you expect. Come off, flash in the grass. Lioness on the hunt, no bad pass, no remarks. Or feel the burn of the lion when we pass them in dance. Respect you to the balance with no predominance. Through them do say if them cross with parts we are style Make way for the rebel empress them Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system where you broke your dog Then no way you expect Make way for the rebel empress yo Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system where you broke your dog Then no way you expect yo its finest can reverse all of the problems that we're finding so why we're choking on our silence as we're raising men so prone to turn to violence something isn't right we cannot tell her is a war much less to fight the fight rebel empress i ignite the fire where we are with this before we in the light make way for the rebel empress militancy in excess Protect you from the old system where you broke your dome Then no way you expect Make way for the rebel empress then Militancy in excess Protect you from the old system where you broke your dome Broke your dome where you expect Rebel up no, lioness roll out Rebel up no, lioness roll out Rebel up no, lioness roll out Rebel up no, 
for rhyme or reason The reason I ride, they say I like me nada That we ought to pack it up and call it quits Well, I ain't got that number, uh-uh I'm on some other Always been an undercover Someone who would rather hold the door open for another Than get it all alone, can get it on my own Put nobody on, but then I can never get back home Come on, so call me martyr Or just somebody's daughter Playing keeper to a sister It's the father and me got it, uh-uh I was always taught that moving up the ladder And reaching back for the ladder's all that really matters So for that, I'll keep the lessons close See my blessings unfold, witness glories untold Behold the birthing of the precious All my blackness, all the guesses All the Negroes, all they bestness Feeling restless for the nexus Yeah, I said it at the moment The era, the omen, the pivotal seed Someone reaping what we owe Yeah, you know it Exaltations and greetings to those that liberate themselves. Welcome, beautiful loves, to Awake and Aware. I am the MC, Mistress of Ceremony, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is ideological subversion. Ideological subversion. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off with John 16.33. These things I have spoken 
unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Titus 3.9-3.11 But avoid foolish questions, and genealogies, and contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. Colossians one twenty one, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Ephesians 4.23 And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Lamentations 3.21 This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Titus 1.11 Whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake. Lamentations 3.36 To subvert a man in his cause, the Lord approveth not. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, ideological subversion, blessings, and grace. My prayer is to be better and to live a life of love. An honest human being whose light heart can soar with the doves. It's hard to keep your head up when life smoke obscures your gaze. I pray to see the beauty. Even in that smoke's dark haze And when I feel worthy to receive The universe opens up to me I'm a wide open vessel True love expressing I'll never live a day in vain And when I feel worthy to receive The universe opens up to me I'm a wide open vessel True love expressing I'll never live a day in vain Day in vain, yeah. Holy is my mother, she anoints my head with soil. I walk upon her bounty as the world's roll shall uncoil. Precious be my father, I stand warm in his ray. It is the sunrise, his gift to us is day. And when I feel worthy to receive, the universe opens up to me. I'm a wide open vessel, true love expressing. I'll never live a day in vain. And 
when I feel worthy to receive, the universe opens up to me. I'm a wide open vessel, true love expressing. I'll never live a day in it out before it stains there's so much to support you the water earth and air this life is such a privilege give thanks because it's there and when we feel worthy to receive the universe opens up for we we're wide open vessels that you love expressing we'll never live a day in vain when we feel worthy to receive the universe opens up for we yeah God and the beauty created for you and for us. Yeah. So I know that God. 
Blessings and grace, and welcome to tonight's theme, Ideological Subversion. When you look around, how many times do you think someone was so brainwashed or like stuck in a reality with a distorted perception, an odd angle? Ideological subversion to Bezmanov is described as the process akin to mass brainwashing of a populace on Western democracies to destabilize nation. It uses the force already existing ideologies, like martial arts judo. Rather than stopping a punch from the enemy, ideological subversion is like judo and avoids the punch, then grasps the punch using its inertia to continue the movement and direction of that ideology. Take a look around you. Does it seem Western countries have quite a divide, a divide much different from that of other countries. This mass perception distortion had a process of four stages, demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization. Yuri Alexandrovich Bezmanov states what it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Bismanoff goes on to state they are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern, alluding to Pavlov. You cannot change their mind even if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. Ideological subversion is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You can see it with your own eyes. Vladimir Lenin said, Give me four years to teach the children, and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. When groupthink is weaponized as a psychological warfare tool for swaying public opinion through fear, it can lead to mass hysteria and mob mentality that surfaces collective shadows and hidden phobias that spiral into panic. Those that spiral into panic have taken the emotional bait hook of the psychological warfare, then feed off each other's emotional and fear-based reactions, causing group panic to swiftly escalate and to incite mob hysteria. When the groupthink is weaponized into mob frenzy and rule, it leads to the destructive tendency of all-or-nothing thinking in order to demonize those outcast groups that are not in submissive agreement with the core ideology and its methods. Groupthink is formed by the collective consciousness ongoing exposure to the same repeated statements, phrases, in ideological content used for spreading propaganda over and over again to incite fear or fallacies into the groupthink. Certain falsehoods or disinformation are repeated continually through many mainstream media sources until the falsehoods become verified truthful information in the mind of those individuals. Ideological subversion is a common psychological warfare tactic used for brainwashing by those in military intelligence 
and anarchist groups or any power monger that historically has subscribed to the methods used in the Marxist, Leninist, communistic based ideology. By influencing the influencers in that culture, such as targeting the media, academics, students, and the wealthiest and most powerful people in visible public roles, like actors and celebrities, these public groups get manipulated into being the mouthpiece representative for the narratives that support the ideological subversion. Yuri Bezmenov defined ideological subversion or active measures, as the KGB preferred to call it, as a slow brainwashing process to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite their abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. The first stage is demoralization. He said in the first stage, demoralization could take 15 to 20 years to complete because this is the minimum number of years it takes to educate one generation of students. He states, actually, it's overfulfilled because demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and all his experts would even dream such a tremendous success. He added, referring to former KGB head and Soviet leader Yuri Andropov, most of it's done by Americans to Americans, thanks to a lack of moral standards. Stage two, the second stage, destabilization, is much faster, requiring only two to five years under the KGB doctrine. In this stage, the fundamentals of the targeted population's economy, political system, and culture would be attacked, while the demoralized populations could not mount much of a defense. A destabilized population becomes obsessed with hypocrisy as the ultimate political sin. They believe the best ideas, individual liberty, sovereign rights, capitalism, even the rule of law, are presented insincerely by sinister powers who seek to exploit and manipulate them. The precious resource of goodwill disappears from society as everyone comes to believe that their neighbors hate them and cannot be trusted. Demoralized people lose faith in their nation, history, and ideals. Destabilized people lose faith in each other. Now, stage three. Once a society has been destabilized, Bismanov said the time would then be ripe to create a crisis, which he estimated would take six to eight weeks in the 80s. He said this in 1984. With turbo internet speed, the modern era can punch out a crisis much faster than that. A crisis has the obvious benefit of panicking demoralized, destabilized people into abandoning their legal protections and constitutional ideas. The more subtle benefit of a crisis is that it tends to delegitimize aspects of the existing system that already have been softened up by the long process of demoralization and destabilization. Those who control the organs of public communication have the power to decide which aspects of the system are supposedly indicted by the crisis. The threat of a crisis is essential for terrorizing the middle class into accepting a political agenda that is actively hostile to its interests. 
which leads to the fourth stage of subversion, the offer to make the pain and fear go away by accepting political domination. The final stage, stage four, is called normalization. After a crisis with a violent change of the power structure and economy, you have a so-called period of normalization that may last indefinitely, Bezmenov said, arriving at the fourth stage of subversion. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda, he explained, adopting the new normal as it's referred to in today's environment. Is at this stage, people now live under the new authoritarian ideology. Fear can open us up to manipulation and to undesirable outcomes in whatever we are doing. Over the last few months, and even now, many have been or are living in fear. Fear of sickness, fear of suffering, fear of loss, fear of death, fear of others' opinions, you name it. There is nothing like good old gut-wrenching fear to bring out the worst-case scenarios. The collective fear in our nation, in our world, and in others has created some unusual challenges. These challenges include the specter of the diminished civil rights and a big brother government with authoritarian rulemaking and enforcement. Some solutions to avert stage four is a strong national action to educate people. Censorship requires creative ways to inform the majority of people. And number two, strong national action by individuals. Write and question your country's leaders based on evidence. It is the power of free will consent that creates reality. Unless people speak up and ask hard questions, silence is tacit or implied consent. With this crisis, we've seen an incredible willingness among the masses to go along with government mandate civil rights restrictions. This is true not only for the laity, but for the clergy as well. This is an example of the effectiveness of normative pressure, which occurs when we allow others to insist on or force us to maintain certain behaviors. The perceived risk of isolation, exclusion, or worse, exists for those who don't go along with the majority. The Most High tells us numerous times in Scripture to not be afraid, dismayed, worried, or troubled. We should not respond in fear to potential illnesses or the government overreaching. We shouldn't let fear take our eyes off of our objective to love the Most High with all our might and to love our neighbors as ourselves. The evil one wants to see us do just that. He uses any and all means to separate us from the Most High and from each other. All the delineations and distractions are amplified to a point in which one cannot see that love and unity is the only thing that will set us free from ideological subversion. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and no, blessings and grace. your boxes, I'll get out. You can't hold me in these chains, I'll get out. 
Father, free me from this bondage. Knowing my condition is the reason I must change. Your stinking resolution is no type of solution. Preventing me from freedom, maintaining your pollution. I won't support your lie no more. I won't even try no more. If I have to die, oh Lord, that's how I choose to live. I won't be compromised no more. I can't be victimized no more. I just don't sympathize no more. Cause now I understand. You just want to use me. You say love and abuse me. You never thought you'd lose me. But how quickly we forget that nothing is for certain. You thought I'd stay here hurting. Trip's just not working, repressing me to death. Cause now I'm choosing life, yo. I'll take the sacrifice, yo. If everything must go, then go. That's how I choose to live. No more compromises. I see past your disguises. Blinding through you through mind control. Stealing my eternal soul. Appealing through material. To keep me as your slave, but I hug it out. Cementing this repression, promoting mass deception so that no one can be healed. I don't respect your system, I won't protect your system. When you talk, I don't listen. Oh, let him, my father's will be done. And just get out. Oh, just get out of all this bondage. Just get out. Oh, you can't hold me in these chains. Just get out. Traditions killing freedom. Knowing my condition is the reason I must change. I just accepted what you said, keeping me among the dead. The only way to know is to walk, then learn, and grow. But faith is not your speed, or you'd have everyone believe that you're the sole authority. Just follow the majority. Afraid to face reality, the system is a joke. Oh, you'd be smart to save your soul. Oh, and escape this mind control. You spend your life in sacrifice to a system for the dead. Oh, are you sure where's the passion in this living? Are you sure it's God you're serving? Obligated to a system, getting less than you're deserving. Who made up these schools? I say. Who made up these rules? I say. Animal conditioning, or just to keep us as a slave, or just get out of this social purgatory. Just get out. All these traditions are a lie. Just get out. Superstition killing freedom. Knowing my condition is the 
Why one race want to be rich and the other one be poor? Why one want to fight on the other? It's no more of that. The youth have to do say, no, that can't work no more. Put on your whole armor of God. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. 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 Never give in, not all than to your sword and she would see you which will one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned. War. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the Go and Know, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on usatoday.com. New California law, the first of its kind, requires racial diversity on corporate boards of directors. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law requiring publicly traded corporations headquartered in California 
to appoint directors from underrepresented communities to their boards, the first law in the country to dictate the racial makeup of corporate boards. It was first inspired by first-of-its-kind legislation in 2018 that requires publicly held corporations headquartered in the state to diversify their all-male boards. It has faced legal challenges from conservative groups. When we talk about racial justice, we talk about power and needing to have seats at the table, the governor said during a press conference on Wednesday. Nationwide protests over the death of George Floyd prompted pledges from corporate America to close the racial gap. Yet a recent study by USA Today found that less than 2% of top executives at the 50 largest companies are black. The new law represents a big step forward for racial equity. One of the bill's authors, Assemblyman Chris Holden, a Democrat from Pasadena, said in a statement, while some corporations were already leading the way to combat implicit bias, now all of California's corporate boards will better reflect the diversity of our state. Moving forward to Inquirer.com, Wells Fargo to pay Philly $10 million to resolve lawsuit alleging lending discrimination against minorities. Wells Fargo and Company has agreed to pay the city of Philadelphia $10 million to settle a federal lawsuit that alleged that the bank discriminated against minority borrowers, an issue that has gained more attention in recent years as studies and investigations have repeatedly found the barriers to fair housing that exist for minorities across the country. The agreement announced by the city Monday reaches a 2017 lawsuit that Philadelphia brought against the San Francisco-based bank, which for years has been ranked as one of the largest in the region. Philadelphia alleged that Wells Fargo violated the Fair Housing Act by steering African-American and Latino borrowers into mortgages that were riskier and more expensive than those afforded to similarly situated white homebuyers that in turn accelerated foreclosure and the number of abandoned properties, the complaint alleged, which suppressed property values, reduced the city's property tax revenues, and increased the cost of providing municipal services. The lawsuit also alleged that Wells Fargo refused to extend credit to minority borrowers seeking to refinance their risky loans or would instead refinance on less favorable terms than the ones for loans issued to white borrowers. As part of the settlement, Wells Fargo did not admit liability. In a statement, the bank said it strongly disputed the allegations made by the city in the lawsuit over Fair Housing Act claims. The $10 million agreement with the bank will be used to fund several existing city housing programs, officials said, all of which are targeted to promoting and preserving home ownership for low- and moderate-income residents. The settlement agreement also stipulates that Wells Fargo and the city will collaborate to conduct a program called Understanding Philadelphia for employees who work at Wells Fargo Home Mortgage in the area, which will analyze the history of the housing market in Philadelphia, the city's diverse neighborhoods, and current housing needs of city's residents. According to officials, $8.5 million of the settlement will be used to provide grants for down payment and closing cost assistance through a program called the Philly First Home Program. Again, that's called the Philly First Home 
program, which launched this year. The program offers grants of up to $10,000 to assist first-time homebuyers or Philadelphians who have not owned a home in the last three years. To qualify, a couple must make less than $86,520, and there is no requirement that the buyer must have received a loan from Wells Fargo. In October, the city said that 500 houses had been purchased using the program. Additionally, city officials said an additional $1 million from the agreement with Wells Fargo will be used toward the city's Residential Mortgage Foreclosure Prevention Program, which aims to stave off foreclosure by pairing homeowners who are in default with the housing counselors who attempt to negotiate loan modifications with lenders. As of last year, more than 11,000 homes had been saved by the program. The remaining 500,000 from the settlement will be aimed at revitalizing vacant land through cleanup and greening efforts, the city said. Neither the city nor its lawyers will receive any of the settlement funds, Wells Fargo said. Moving forward to news.sky.com. Scientists discover 24 superhabitable planets with conditions that are better for life than Earth. Using a list of criteria, researchers identified a total of 24 planets which could be habitable out of a known 4,500 planets. A total of 24 superhabitable planets may have conditions more suitable for life than Earth and better stars than the Sun, according to researchers. The study led by Washington State University identified planets that were older, slightly larger, warmer, and wetter than Earth. They added that life could thrive more easily on planets which orbit changing stars with longer lifespans than the Sun at a slower speed. The 24 planets identified are all more than 100 light years away, meaning it's difficult to see them up close. However, researchers have said that these findings could help inform future telescope observations. Professor Dirk Schulz McCutch said, It's sometimes difficult to convey this principle of superhabitable planets because we think we have the best planet. We have a great number of complex and diverse life forms and many that can survive in extreme environments. It is good to have adaptable life, but that doesn't mean that we have the best of everything. The research has been published in Astrobiology. Moving forward to NBC-2.com, White House turns down offer from the CDC to help with contract tracing. The White House has declined offers from the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention to help investigate the recent COVID-19 outbreak that has been taking the West Wing by storm, according to a federal health official. The offer by the CDC to help with contact tracing occurred almost immediately after the president made public that he had tested positive for coronavirus. Despite the concerns expressed by the CDC, White House officials turned down the offer to help, the official said. The offer was repeated in a phone call Monday, according to the source. The White House has shown little indication that it's tracing contacts from those exposed at events like the Supreme Court nomination ceremony, where almost no masks were worn and there was no social distancing, both at the outdoor event and indoor reception. An administration spokesman, Judd Deere, 
said positive cases are taken seriously. The White House has plans and procedures in place that incorporate current CDC guidelines and best practices for limiting COVID-19 exposure and has established a robust contact tracing program led by the White House Medical Unit with CDC integration, Deere said in a statement. Moving forward to independent.co.uk, Church of England forgave pedophiles and allowed them to continue working with children, inquiry finds. Almost 400 church employees have been convicted of child sex offense. The Church of England forgave pedophiles after they expressed remorse and allowed them to carry on working instead of protecting children, a report has found. The independent inquiry into child sexual abuse said that between the 1940s and 2018, 390, 390 clergy members or people in positions of trust were convicted of child sex offenses. The culture of the Church of England facilitated it becoming a place where abusers could hide, said a report released on Tuesday. Deference to the authority of the church and to individual priests, taboos surrounding discussion of sexuality, and an environment where alleged perpetrators were treated more supportively than victims, presented barriers to disclosure that many victims could not overcome. The independent inquiry against child sexual abuse said that many members of the church regard forgiveness as the appropriate response to any admission of wrongdoing. The IICSA found that there were formal complaints were made. Alleged perpetrators were given more support by the Church of England than their victims, compounding their trauma. The inquiry found that public support, public support had been given to some offending clergymen, including former Bishop Peter Ball, who manipulated young men for his own sexual gratification in 2015. It cited tribalism, tribalism as a key issue of concern in the Church of England, creating disproportionate loyalty that overrode child protection. Perpetrators were defended by their peers who also sought to reintegrate them into church life without consideration of the welfare or protection of children and vulnerable adults. IICSA said, other concerns highlighted were the power vested in the clergy, a culture of deference and lack of accountability to independent agencies. The inquiry warned of naivete among parishioners that the clergy's moral code made sexual abuse unlikely or impossible, meaning reports were dismissed without investigation. The report makes shocking reading, and while apologies will never take away the effects of abuse on victims and survivors, moving forward to Routers.com. After summer of protest, United States National Guard puts troops on standby for coming months, officials. After a summer of civil unrest, over racial injustice in the United States, the National Guard has put hundreds of military police on standby specifically to help law enforcement deal with any potential violence in the coming months. Three United States military officials have told Reuters. Officials said the units, consisting of about 600 military police, 
stationed in Arizona and Alabama, were a response to the lesson learned during the violent upheaval after black man George Floyd died in late May when a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck. While the units were not specifically created to address potential violence around the November 3rd elections, their existence highlights how the military could help deal with the unrest around the vote without deploying active duty troops to cities, a key tenet for Pentagon leadership. A senior National Guard official, speaking on the condition of anonymity, said the military police rapid response units had been established in the past month and could deploy to any part of the country within 24 hours if requested by a governor. We're in a very unique times right now in our country. We've seen several instances where civil disturbances escalated very quickly to riots, extensive property damage, the official said. The units would be on standby until at least the end of the year, the official said. And moving forward to CBSNews.com, China, Russia, and white supremacy top the Department of Homeland Security first public threat assessment. The Department of Homeland Security has concluded its first ever Home Threat Assessment, a comprehensive report designed to educate the public on the largest threats facing the country. The report, first obtained by CBS News, highlights major threat posed by China and Russia and identifies white supremacists as posing the most persistent and lethal threat of all domestic violent extremist groups. In an exclusive interview, Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf said the report touches on all the major threat streams that I look at on a daily basis. The report cited multiple potential threats from China, warning the country already poses a high cyber espionage threat to the homeland and Beijing's cyber attack capabilities will grow. It also said China has been particularly persistent source of counterfeit medical supplies during the coronavirus pandemic, claiming more than 1 million FDA-prohibited COVID-19 test kits and 75,000 counterfeit masks have been seized from illicit Chinese manufacturers. The report warned that Beijing had been monitoring shortages in United States medical supply chains and said China could exploit those shortages to force the government to adopt more pro-China policies. Wolf told CBS News that he believes the most long-term strategic threat to Americans, to the homeland, and really our way of life would be the threat from China. It cuts across a variety of different threats, from the cyber threats we see, from foreign influence, to supply chain security, to exploiting our academic and visa systems, foreign investment here in the United States, trade policy violations, and the like. It goes on and on and on, he said. Just across the board, threat after threat stream, we see China playing a very significant and enhanced role trying to really do the U.S. some long-term harm. Russia. The report also highlighted Russia's efforts to influence the 2020 United States presidential election by exacerbating existing social and political tensions in an effort to sway United States voter perceptions. The report did not indicate a preference by Russia for a specific candidate, but did note an effort to undermine the campaign of Joe Biden. Russia uses divisive measures to disrupt the electoral process 
including denigrating former Vice President Biden and what it sees as an anti-Russia establishment as part of a broader effort to divide and destabilize America, the report says. Wolf told CBS News that despite foreign attempts to influence the election, he does not believe that any election infrastructure has been compromised. What we know right now is that none of those nation states are targeting election infrastructure, at least haven't done so successfully, he said. That is different than what we saw in 2016 at this time, leading up to the election. The report also highlighted Russia's skill in cyber espionage and cyber attacks, warning that the nation likely has the ability to conduct attacks that would last hours to days and is developing the capability to conduct more debilitating attacks. White supremacy. The report found that the most likely terrorist threat to United States comes from ideologically motivated lone offenders in small groups, with domestic violence extremists posing as primary terrorist threat inside the United States. Of domestic violent extremists, the report said, racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically white supremacist extremists, WSEs, will remain the most persistent and lethal threat. White supremacist groups have killed more people than any other domestic violent extremist group, according to the report. But Wolf told CBS News that the report is also a very clear call out to anarchist threats. If you are only looking at deaths, you are not looking at property damage, insurance claims, and all the other societal factors, and only looking at deaths, then yes, white supremacist extremists sort of lead that category, Wolf said. But as we have witnessed over the last several months, the movements and civil unrest we have seen here in the United States, while maybe not lethal, certainly have long-lasting implications to the homeland and do serve as a threat to the homeland. The report said that DHS law enforcement officers suffered over 300 separate injuries and were assaulted with sledgehammers, commercial-grade fireworks, rocks, metal pipes, improvised explosive devices, and more as part of violence perpetrated by anarchists, extremists. The reports touched on a number of other threats, including Iran and North Korea. While the report stressed that cyber capabilities of both nations were weaker than those of China and Russia, it nevertheless warned that the nations could develop the ability to conduct disruptive attacks. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology, starting off on uk.rooters.com. Facebook, Twitter, take action over Trump's misleading COVID-19 posts. Facebook and Twitter took action on posts from United States President Donald Trump on Tuesday for violating their rules against coronavirus misinformation by suggesting that COVID-19 was just like the flu. Facebook took the post down, but not before it was shared about 26,000 times. Data from the company's metric tool, CrowdTangle, showed, we removed incorrect information about the severity of COVID-19, a company spokesperson told Reuters, the world's largest social media company, which exempts politicians from its third-party fact-checking program, has rarely taken action against posts from the Republican United States president. Twitter disabled retweets on a similar tweet from Trump on Tuesday and added a warning label that said it broke its rules on spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19, but that it might be in the public interest for it to remain accessible. On Monday, Trump told Americans to get out there and not fear COVID-19 as he returned to the White House after a three-night stay in a military hospital outside Washington, where he was treated for COVID-19. Silicon Valley and the mainstream media have consistently used their platforms to fear-monger and censor President Trump to serve their own agenda, even now during this critical moment in the fight against coronavirus, Trump campaign spokeswoman Courtney Perella said. Twitter, which has been using labels to flag tweets with misinformation, including from the president, told Reuters, it's currently trying to respond more quickly and more overtly. Facebook removed a Trump post for coronavirus misinformation for the first time in August. The post included a video in which the president falsely claimed that children were almost immune to COVID-19. Moving forward to NBCNews.com, Facebook bans QAnon across its platforms. The change is a significant escalation over its previous actions targeting QAnon and one of the broadest rules the social media giant has put in place in its history. Facebook said Tuesday that it is banning all QAnon accounts from its platforms, a significant escalation over its previous actions and one of the broadest rules the social media giant has put in place in its history. Facebook said the change is an update on the policy it created in August that initially only removed accounts related to the QAnon conspiracy theory that discussed violence, which resulted in the termination of 1,500 pages, groups, and profiles. A company spokesperson said the enforcement, which started Tuesday, will bring to parity what we've been doing on other pieces of policy with regard to militiarized social movements, such as militia and terror groups that repeatedly call for violence. Starting today, we will remove Facebook pages, groups, and Instagram accounts for representing QAnon. We're starting to enforce this updated policy today and are removing content accordingly, but this work will take time and will continue in the coming days and weeks. Facebook wrote in a press release, Our Dangerous Organizations Operation Team. The Dangerous Organizations Operations Team will continue to enforce this policy and proactively detect content for removal 
Instead of relying on user reports, the spokesperson said the company believed it needed to limit the ability of QAnon and militiarize social movements to operate and organize on our platform. The Facebook spokesperson said the company is not going after individual posts, but whole accounts that spread the conspiracy theory, which has been tied to acts of violence. Joan Donovan, research director of the Shorenstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy at the Harvard Kennedy School, said every account, event, and page are tracks where disinformation can be spread, so it's imperative that Facebook dismantle their infrastructure. Without Facebook, they are not rendered inert, but it will make it more difficult to quickly spread disinformation. Of course, this all could have been done sooner before Q factions aligned with militia groups and anti-vaxxers to curtail the spread of medical misinformation and the mobilization of vigilante groups, Donovan said. With the new incomplete ban, Facebook faces new hurdles to identifying accounts and enforcement. Reacting to the partial ban in August, QAnon groups and followers shifted tactics to evade moderation, dropping explicit references to Q and camouflaging QAnon content under hashtags ostensibly about protecting children. Moving forward to printedelectronicsworld.com. Smart contact lenses mimicking the human iris to combat eye deficiencies. IMEC, a research and innovation hub in nanoelectronics and digital technologies, and CMST, a IMEC-affiliated group at Ghent University, together with their partners, the Instituto de Investigación Sanitaria Foundation Jimenez Diaz of Madrid, Spain, and Whole Center, an open innovation initiative from IMEC and TNO, the Netherlands, have presented an artificial iris embedded in a smart contact lens. The iris aperture is tunable through concentral rings on an integrated liquid crystal display, LCD. The smart contact lens is designed to operate for an entire day thanks to an ultra-low power design, offering a practical solution for people who suffer from human eye iris deficiencies. The first performance assessment of the artificial iris is reported in scientific reports from Nature, demonstrating its potential to expand the visual sharpness, decrease optical aberrations, and reduce the amount of light entering the eye in a dynamic manner. The prototype presented will be further developed into a medical device within the framework of the spin-off incubation initiative Azalea Vision from IMAC and Ghent University. The human iris controls the pupil size in response to light, hence regulating the amount of light that reaches the retina. Patients suffering from human eye iris deficiencies could use this platform inside a contact lens. The prevalence for these groups adds to more than 20 million patients. Current solutions such as contact lenses with a fixed retina, artificial iris implants, or glasses with variable transparency do not entirely mimic the normal functionality of the iris. By combining our expertise on miniaturized flexible electronics, low-power ASIC design, and hybrid integration, we have demonstrated the capacity to develop a solution 
for people who suffer from iris deficiencies, higher order aberrations, and photophobia, a common yet debilitating symptom seen in many neuroophthalmatic disorders, says researcher Professor Andres Vasquez Quintero at IMAC Ugent. Our smart contact lenses can control the level of incoming light, mimicking a human iris, and offering a potential solution to vision correction by expanding depth of field with automatic control of pupil size. This way, our approach can surpass current solutions to combat human eye iris deficiencies. Its beneficial optical effects will be further clinically validated and developed into a medical device. Moving to ACT, .eef.org. Stop the Earn It Bill before it breaks encryption. The House and Senate are both pushing forward with the so-called Earn It Act, a bill that will undermine encryption and free speech online. Attorney General William Barr and the Department of Justice have demanded for years that messaging services give the government special access to users' private messages. If Earn It passes, Barr will likely get his wish. Law enforcement agencies will be able to scan every message sent online. Earn It Act S.3398 is anti-speech, anti-security, and unnecessary. It could come to the Senate floor this month. We need to tell Congress to reject this dangerous proposal. The bill uses crimes against children as an excuse to subject Internet platforms to new laws that can be created by all 50 states. Those state laws may well follow the set of best practices that will be drafted by a federal commission dominated by Attorney General Barr and law enforcement agencies. That means state legislators will have unprecedented power over websites, both large and small. It's easy to predict what kind of recommendations Attorney General Barr, who will dominate the commission, Will push for, he'll seek to break encryption. He said over and over again that the best practice is to force encrypted messaging services to give law enforcement access to our private conversations. Under the Graham Blumenthal bill, new and existing state laws could make these best practices into law. That will put encryption providers in an awful conundrum, either face the possibility of losing everything in a single lawsuit or undermine their user security, making all of us more vulnerable to online criminals. The bill is also a constraint on free expression. Internet platforms would have to follow a confusing array of state laws about how to manage user-generated content. Moving forward to Bloomberg.com. Hyundai, confident on flying cars, steps up planned for full lineup. Auto giant working on family of models with a 2028 debut planned. Hurdles abound with regulations. Infrastructure is still far off. South Korea's biggest automaker is stepping up its pursuit of flying cars, planning a full lineup of aerial vehicles that it envisages zigzagging city skies within a decade. Hyundai Motor Group is developing models that will carry five or six people within metropolitan areas and a bigger version to fly between cities, Jaiwoon Shin, head of its urban air mobility unit, said in an interview, the company expects to enter the market in 2028, he said. People who were always stuck in traffic on the road will realize how convenient it is to move 
via aerial vehicles, said Shin. This is when we will see demand explode. Unfazed by regulatory and safety hurdles, a slew of plane makers, auto manufacturers, and startups are seeking to disrupt the transport industry with flying cars and parcel hauling drones. Morgan Stanley analysts, in their most bullish estimates, predict such technology could lead to a $2.9 trillion industry by 2040, and even their most pessimistic view pegs the value at $615 billion. Hyundai showcased its flying car concept developed with Uber Technologies, Inc. at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas early this year. The company sees pilots from service providers such as Uber initially flying the vehicles before they become autonomous around 2035. Over the coming years, the industry and regulators need to tackle questions such as what kind of a pilot license is required and how to eliminate or minimize the probability of accidents. New rules and infrastructure is required to ensure the vehicles don't interfere with plane and helicopter traffic. Shin said some flying cars may debut as early as 2023, but Hyundai is targeting 2028 when more infrastructure has been built and public awareness is higher. To attract early customers, Hyundai is trying to reduce the vehicle's cost and noise level while keeping safety as a key focus, he adds. Moving forward to bestoflegaltech.com, the pandemic is replacing lawyers with robots faster than ever. COVID-19 isn't just causing trials to be remote, now it's accelerating the replacement of lawyers too. Legal tech companies have been growing fast for the last decade, and this year it has gone up another notch. A lot of manual labor done by interns and junior lawyers is automatable. However, small and medium law firms have been conservative in their approach using AI. Now that almost every law firm, big or small, has been forced to deal with managing a remote workforce, many have looked to AI to help. Using AI to perform tasks normally done by a lawyer is nothing new. A major success story of the last five years has been the introduction of advanced contract automation, helping lawyers to make custom high-quality contracts in just five minutes by using a decision tree. Another major upset in legal circles was law geese, AI outperforming 20-type lawyers in finding flaws in non-disclosure agreements. The AI had a stunning 94% accuracy rate, while the lawyers were only at 85%. Moreover, the AI only took 26 seconds, 26 seconds to analyze the complete NDA. Lawyers on average took 92 minutes. In other words, in the time it takes for a lawyer to assess one NDA, the AI analyzes 212 and does it more accurately too. An example of the recent replacement of lawyers by AI is JP Morgan's commercial loan agreement automation. In just minutes, the AI can review thousands of commercial loan agreements, saving up to 360,000 hours annually for lawyers. Small law firms too are turning to a myriad of software solutions, increasing both revenues while driving down costs for clients. While truly replacing lawyers with robots is still a long way off, cooperation between man and machine has proven itself to be beneficial in the legal field for now. 
And moving forward to quantummagazine.org, alchemy arrives in a burst of light. Researchers have shown how to effectively transform one material into another using a finely shaped laser probe. The idea sounds like magic, pure and simple. You create a light beam that can make substances vanish, give them properties they shouldn't possess, or turn them into perfect mimic of another substance entirely. It's 21st century alchemy, in principle, capable not just of making lead resemble gold, but of turning ordinary materials into superconductors. The general approach developed over the course of decades is to use tailored optical pulses to reshape the electron clouds of atoms and molecules. Earlier this summer, a team of researchers at Tulane University in New Orleans and their collaborators extended the idea. They figured out how to apply the pulse strategy to solids and bulk materials, rewriting the usual laws governing how their properties are dictated by their chemical composition and structure. Using quantum control, said Gerald McCall at Tulane, you can almost make anything look like anything. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
before the green consumes you. Focused on the dollar and the dream. Until the body lets down on you. You say the cat is hard to chew. So you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley, cucumber, kale, and don't forget the collard greens. You know I love my avocado I'm in love with the cocoa coconut Daylight come told me I go pick a bunch of green banana Boil it in a stew So you know I gotta add some callaloo Eat your greens. Blessings and grace, and welcome to Herbnology. I'll be talking about vervain, the uses and benefits. Vervain is most effective for a sore throat. It's also highly effective for tick bites, abdominal disorders, and acid reflux. The taste of it is bitter and astringent. Vervain is a plant. It is a flower. It is a perennial it grows at a temperate climate. Vervain is used as a medicine traditionally. The aerial parts of the plants are used to treat a number of health conditions. It treats dysmenorrhea, jaundice, anxiety, stimulation of lactation, and insomnia. It eases childbirth and increases the flow of breast milk. Vervain is a mild sedative. It is a natural tranquilizer and has a relaxing effect. It treats insomnia and is a stress reliever. It boosts mood and energy when you are fatigued. It strengthens the nervous system. It relieves tension and stress. It eases depression and melancholy. It is a good treatment for irritable bowel syndrome, colon and bladder conditions, and menstrual disorders. The leaves of vervain are used as a blood purifier. The best and most potent method of consuming vervain is a tincture. You can make it into a tea. Put a half teaspoon of the powdered root or leaves or flowers in a cup of water. Boil it, simmer it for 10 minutes, and drink three times a day. Look further into the benefits and uses of vervain. Look to the nature of the Most High first for all your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Can't find picnic Messaging the music is the only way to fix it I said words 
sound for one if you are up if you're with me Now I'm gonna make them trick quick out but now repeat the history I said what? What am I gonna do when you come on? coming from and I'm seeing everything and everyone around me just fall apart for different reasons and it's scaring me it's scaring me and I'm just trying to be the best I can and when I'm falling down I get up again I get up again it's all temporary better know better know better know It's our cross to carry 
up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape, escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'll be starting off with the Hebrew word, buzi. It means contempt of Jah, despised of Jah, despised, my contempt, to disrespect. Father of Ezekiel, the prophet, Ezekiel 1.3. Metaphysically, boozy, contempt or scorn for that which does not measure up to the divine phase of justice and right. The Greek word patara, it means trodden down, trampled underfoot, desecration, contempt, insult, outrage, a seaport city, in Asia Minor, Acts 21.1, metaphysically, patara, a group of thoughts in the sense consciousness of man that are the result of suppression. These thoughts are browbeaten, subdued nature, and work toward bondage. The Hebrew word tahara, it means quick, bleat, light, adroitness, adroit, crafty, cunning, son of Micah, who was a grandson of Jonathan, Son of Saul, First Chronicles nine forty one. He is called Terea in First Chronicles eight thirty five. Terea, the quickness of movement in consciousness, a very great skill, perception and judgment of spiritual faith, to the extent that this thought belongs to the outer consciousness and partakes of guile, its results will be unsatisfactory and inharmonious. The Hebrew word, haleb, it means fat, fertile, fruitful, rich, the finest, son of Benah, the Netophanite, one of David's guards, 2 Samuel 23.29, and 1 Chronicles 11.30, haled, metaphysically, haled, abundant substance, in essence or ideal. This rich substance is spiritual, in haled, however, the subtle, worldly belief in the transitoriness of all things is actively expressing itself. 
This belief will bring about age, decay, lack, and disintegration instead of eternal life and abiding plenty. It must therefore be put away before the individual can come consciously into his true inheritance. The Hebrew word torma, it means deception, fraud, betrayal, a place that is mentioned in Judge 9.31. There, the messages of Zebul found Abelamech, metaphysically torma, a crafty, treacherous, deceptive state of thought. The Greek word cilicia, it means treacherous, cruel, brutish, a portion of Asia Minor through which Paul and Silas went confirming the churches, Acts 15.41. Paul's birthplace was in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, Acts 21.39. Cilicia, metaphysically, meaning treacherous, cruel, derb, meaning harsh, stinging, and lystra, meaning that dissolved, indicate that the work of Paul and Silas required great effort. It was not pleasant. Forceful thoughts often stirs up opposition, especially if these thoughts have much of the purely intellectual in them and are not thoroughly and wholly of spirit. Gentle thoughts bring a peaceful victory. The wisdom that is from above is peaceable, gentle, easily to be entreated. James 17. It is pure, also that is, it is free from all dissimulation all strife, all self-seeking, and all double-mindedness. And the Greek word lystra, it means that liberates, that dissolves, that frees. A city in Lyconia where Paul and Barnabas preached and where they healed the crippled man who was impotent in his feet. Acts 14, 6, and 8. Metaphysically, lystra. When one has received the spirit of peace and praise and starts out in spiritual ministry, with one's vision fixed on the idea of one presence and one power, adverse thoughts and conditions begin to disappear. In Acts 14, 8-20, this dissolving influence is mentioned symbolically as lystra. However, often in the dissolving process, one may awaken antagonism and therefore meet with opposition. If one relinquishes one's steadfast vision of the one presence and one power and becomes observant of opposition or adversity, one's growing spiritual consciousness seems to be stoned to death, but the spiritual consciousness cannot be destroyed. It receives at the first opportunity. In meeting opposition, both within oneself and in the outer world, one should remember that spirit does not arouse Combativeness. Opposition comes from the personal. By one's keeping one's vision steadfastly in harmony with the one presence and one power, one can cause adversity to disappear in divine order, and the freedom of the whole man will result. As one's consciousness is thus clarified, these same principles become effective in one's outer ministry. Certain words in Acts 15.41 and 16.1, Cilicia meaning treacherous, derby, harsh and stinging, and Lystra that dissolves, indicates again the work of Paul and Cyrus required great effort. 
and that it was not altogether pleasant, we find that the forceful thoughts often stir up opposition, while gentle thoughts bring a peaceful victory. One must strive for inner peace and unity with the one power and the one presence of the Most High, so that this may be reflected externally, so that we can subvert these ideological subversions. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
I'd like to thank you, beautiful loves, for joining me for another offering of Awaken Aware. I'd like to take a moment and show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music, Black Jazz Consortium, Science and Art, Colrose Close, Unison, DJ SGZ, and Shine Mac, Free Yourself, Zephyr and Saint Tribe Vocal, The Highness Collective, Because, 789, Kaya Victoria, Hollow, Leela Ike, Thy Will Be Done, F Soul, Greens, Jamrock Rhythm, Sage Monk, Bodhisattva, Jamrock, Hungry Hyenas, Original Mix, Sara, Creative Partners, Soul's Brother, Nautilus by Pat Van Dyke, featuring DJ Ment Plus, Sons of Kemet, My Queen is Mamie Phipps Clark, Zaki Ibrahim, featuring Kayla, Wake with the Day, Lady Shacklin, War, Power of the Mind, JN Radio Edit, Lauren Hill, I Get Out, Tamika Moore, Every Word, Chevelle Franklin, Magnify His Name, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Never in Vain, Earthology, The Whitefield Brothers, featuring Bachka, Miss Ryan Nicole, Save the World, Yeza, Rebel Impress, Remember that you are water, Pry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Be you till full love so that you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.
montañas en la cabeza.